I was um, just on YouTube, like trolling Becky's yeah. and Karen's, and there's so many videos. I didn't want to add the the racist ones against Latin people because that made me upset. It triggered you. But there were a lot of them about like that did not even the man. Did you see the one? I think it was in Nevada. The the white guy in the wheelchair, the veteran, that he is like cursing out this Puerto Rican family. Like what like speak English. Like wow. and this guy is speaking Spanish to his mom. He's not even speaking like out Yeah, loud. it's just and he's like mind speak your English and the guy's like, I'm a veteran too. He goes, I don't give a fuck if you're then a because not nobody ever cares he's if like, you're a veteran. It's a, a fallacy. Fuck if you're a veteran. Yeah, and meanwhile like, that's his spiel, right? He's like <laughs> speak fucking English. It's America. Yeah. And mm. so like that one is wild. Or the one the Arizona chick that uh, is the white chick that's fucking with like the either she's Latinx or Native American. Yeah, yeah, telling her to go back, and Sorry, she's, she's like, like, "I'm American." I'm American bitch. Where the fuck yeah, are yeah. you from? No, bitch? for real, for real. <laughs> I was with her the whole time. I was just like, "Pop off, be upset, what? be pissed off so right now." I was like, all of last night and the other night before, I was just looking up, and there's so many videos um, about this. And it's like, I think it's a good topic to talk about, like, white women in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, this whole, like, not phenomenon, but Karen, like, this name for this individual that is always meddling in business that they don't need to be meddling in. Yeah. And it always, but it's always, like, a racist overtone. So it's not just, like, harmless, like, oh, like, mm-hmm. it, it's never that way. Um and I, you know, I think that comes from like this assumed role that they have, specifically in this country. You know, um, kind of like they're oppressed, yeah. but a very heavy but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also benefit from you know standing absolutely and and standing on that side as opposed to standing on the side of. Of, of true femininity and um, yeah. feminism, excuse me, and uh, being all for women's rights. It, it's a very interesting space that they dominate. Um, and the, I guess it also, though, it's I think it's the system we live in that they're, um, you know, they could be like rah-rah feminists, right? And, you know, they have their right. And, yes, the white women have experienced trauma in this country. But I think when push comes to sub, they always the race card always trumps the gender card. Yeah, of course. And I think that's something that's very unique to them. And mm. uh, a lot of times, they, I don't think they recognize their privilege um, in that sense, and what that means, and what does this? I, I'm curious to see if this white woman exists in other countries because mm. I do think this. After seeing so many videos, it is the same. It's like they <laughs> It's a clone. That, it's, That's why there's a name for these kinds like of people. A factory that produces the same fucking mm-hmm. white woman. Yeah. You know, and they could be the wokest and the most progressive, but in these well, situations, but no, in these situations, then they apologize, and the apology is worse. Like all these women apologize, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh my god, I just was like out of control, <laughs> and I, I, you know, my racist Tourette's." Just yeah. Like, Kicked in at that moment because I just had no other choice. I just didn't know what to yeah. do. And like, yeah, that's I, like, I have no control over this, but like my racial Tourette's kicked in and I'm sorry. Geez. This is not me. I love everyone. This is great. Yeah. It's like, or their it's, husband oh. comes on camera, like the woman who was harassing 
that lady in the gas station telling her she just, she's not from here and she needs to get out or do whatever. Yeah. And then her husband comes days later and it's like, it's her, it's her mental, it's her undiagnosed mental illness. Yeah. It's not real. It's, it's racism. It is a disease, <laughs> but a different kind. It is. Yeah, no, it's a real disease. No, and it's just interesting. And I wonder if like, when I was watching all these videos, if these type of women exist in Europe and like, other hmm. parts. I mean, I'm I'm sure they do because I do think this is a product of the systems that we live in. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's a product of you know how racialized our societies are. Um, but it is a unique. I think these type of people should be studied because it's so unique. Because I call them like unnecessary meddlers because they're like the overseers. Like they mm-hmm. feel like. <laughs> they're the overseers like this is their plantation well and they're just watching like making sure that you're behaving properly that things are going the way that they that they, they, they think, think it should, should be. be it's like you have absolutely no authority this isn't your job you're not <laughs> you're not an employee of this building you live think, here they think it's their job yeah but it also defies all logic too job. is the thing like for example that woman the building, uh, what's her building name? Becky. Building Becky is building what she's Becky. been. I mean, we didn't name her. This is YouTube. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Building Becky, she decides that this man doesn't live here. Yeah. And then will claim that she's scared afterwards. She so that's why I said it defies logic because she, she followed terrified. him all the way to his door yeah. and then was like, well, I just want to know your name. Yeah, she's like, like can, we, well, can we be, we're neighbors, yeah. can we be friends? Yeah, like, no, you like, just no. harassed me, you yeah. psychopath, yeah, like exactly. you horrible person. You literally followed me with your dog to my apartment, like seriously, and were like saying outrageous things yeah. to me about like, who are you visiting? And then going on Fox News, local Fox News afterwards and being like, there was a different story that played out after she apologized. So there's like a whole bunch of this backtracking yeah. and just like, but it's interesting, you're like the overseer. It's like, what, yeah. what, what is, what has their role been historically in this country? Where? I mean, right next to white men. I mean, right, but right under is. the thumb of too, because yeah, they're right like, under you know, there, but they're comfortable with it. And absolutely, they don't, well, they benefit from it, but they totally. also don't challenge it when they need to. That's the problem, you know. That is that is the problem is that they don't challenge it because again, they they recognize their privilege in it and they don't want to ruffle any feathers and change that, you know, in some capacity. Yeah, absolutely, because they benefit from the system. They're reaping, you know, by being with. Their oppressor, they're still getting more than anybody else. But also, yeah. this I mean, we also talked about um, the Sharon Osbourne reaction to Pierce Morgan. That's all, true. There, all these things, yeah, um, about like this burden of educating them and this burden of like, teach me, tell me, I don't know, I, I don't see color, or I don't understand this racial stuff. It's like, at what point is it like, why do we have to teach you everything? Like, why can't you teach? Like, you, these people are educated. These people have privilege. These people have access mm-hmm. and resources. Like, why are we having to, the burden of, like, educating you on it? Because we're experiencing these traumas and experiencing this, these racial experiences. And then on top of that, educating you. Like, I thought what she did well, on TV was ridiculous. Yeah, as a result of you benefiting off of the system too. But that that I mean that's their whole thing. It's like um there's this it is that privilege, but it's also like the fragility that comes in there too because 
It's like, I can't handle you telling me to be accountable. Yeah. <laughs> like, Well, they don't have to be. Well, no, because the system rewards them not being accountable. Yeah. I mean, it benefits. It benefits from us being ignorant to race and say, like, because even how they how the news talks about topics like that, like where you're talking about this building Becky, mm-hmm. the way they said the other side of the story. Yeah, there's if, no other side. It's recorded. Another, if, if there's another side, but also they completely negate the fact, would she have done that if it was a white guy? Or a white woman, or you know, or an Asian. Like, it, there's so many things that there's factors that you know because racism. It's you. It's not so. Like we can't. It's not so tangible. It's in everything. You know, it's mm-hmm. in the air we breathe. That they use this the media to say like the other side. What other side? Like you're not the building manager. If you felt so threatened, call the police. If you felt so threatened, right? <laughs> Or call the property manager or call yeah. the, there's a fucking <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It call defies logic. Super. It's like, if I was scared of somebody, there's no way that I would follow them to where they live. But then again, also, maybe it's different because we're in New York. That maybe that, like in New York, no one gives a fuck who's coming in and out of your building. Like, uh, that's like, you know, you lock, that's why our doors have five lock. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. I would never, I mean, I find that really hard to exist in New York, this situation. Maybe in a luxury building. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking definitely in a luxury Maybe. building you will experience this type of Maybe. discrimination and people wondering if you belong there, but But someone you, following you yeah. in New York. No, I, I mean like the following part cuz again, this defies like like pres- self-preservation like if you were truly under threat or just like I wouldn't do that to anybody even if I didn't think that they were yeah. th- they were threatening. It, it doesn't make any sense. But I think that, too, like watching, you know, because when we were talking about this topic, we had some examples. And I think that was one that, you know, her crying and then telling the black chick, you can't cry. Or, oh, Sharon. Like, yeah, Sharon. And then, yeah, Sharon. Mm-hmm. And then asking, like, tell me what is so racist and like that they can't. You know, they, 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 well, they claim that they're so excuse. intelligent, but then they can't, they like, tell me what he said was racist. Mm-hmm. No, did he say blatantly, oh, I'm racist or th- or this black bitch As if or that's how it works. He didn't say that, but what he said was racially driven. And like the fact, like to, 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 to negate that or then say how the other white woman was like, oh, well, he's a loyal, a loyalist. A loyalist to what? To an oppressed crown? Like this, these yeah. people are rich. Well, that part is never examined. And all this bullshit. So what loyalist to who? This is bullshit. Like that's where I'm saying like these discussions have to... Like, we got to, like, cut through the bullshit because who gives a fuck about the British Well, I agree. Like, loyalist to what? Like... Yeah, to racism. Oppression, to racism, to a system that... Colonialism. uh, Yeah. That's what they're... That's what the loyalty is. Yeah, because what does it mean? What does it mean to be a loyalist? To what crown? What does that benefit you? I don't even understand that concept in the United Kingdom. Like, you're a loyalist to the crown. What is the crown doing for you? But perpetuating your white supremacy that the United, because the United Kingdom already thinks it's like this, like elites, uh, the um, the um, the United Kingdom already thinks like they're this like elite place that like or the standard. I think that's what it is when they're called into question. White people are the standard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, it's this. It's interesting how this country was, um, how it manifests race, because it's it's so it's in the air we breathe here, and it's a part of everything we do. 
mm-hmm. you know, but also they have this this like eagerness to maintain this legacy, you know, and mm-hmm. that's and I don't get it. Even the way the US goes crazy about the royal family. Mm-hmm. Like this baby being born in, in California. That's big news right now. A royal being born here. You know, and it's like we really shouldn't be um idolizing this family that like I mean, well, yeah, as the United States of America. <laughs> but in, in general, be- nowhere in the world, because these royal families, these monarchs are like the slave owners. You know what I mean? They're the same people. It's the same thing as these rich southern people who are like generationally wealthy, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same concept. Like all your wealth is stolen and like through exploitation and through violence and murder. Why are we supporting you? But then we're but putting... But the system has to support that in order to... Yeah. But then we put people in prison for, for doing mm. illegal things, right? But these families acquire their wealth illegally, and they are criminals themselves. I mean, they're criminals. I mean, they've become... They, like I was... Like with a lot other episodes we talked about, they've become rich because someone in the family was like, I'm king now. Yeah. And you listen to me or I will kill you. Yeah. And well, now, that's... I mean, it's based off of violence. That's where it comes from. It's like very real fear and threats and, uh, um, you know, and then a system had to be created to uphold this idea of whiteness, which doesn't even benefit the majority of of the people who, you know, are so attached to this idea and will die for it and will fight anybody for it and are these extreme, you know, racist people, um, you know, the same ones who think they have authority, that, like, they're watching over everything, yeah. you know, watching you from Alaska in Russia trying to see what you're doing over there because they got to know yeah to no. preserve this so nothing so they're not extinct in their minds um and I see them as like warriors for this um like this system of racism that exists here all like they're like the perfect example and they're kind of like the surrogates of it and they maintain the status quo through all these accounts you see like things that to me don't even make sense like getting involved in some of these discussions that they get involved with or these situations it doesn't make sense it's like illogical what they do um but i think that also another example we talked about was megan mccain (laughs) because my god megan mccain she is somebody who knows nothing but thinks she knows everything i i put here (laughs) i put here the perfect example of white privilege and white entitlement and what's wrong with the united states because she is uh she is my god every time i watch it's amazing that she she can't even see her own privilege or like who she is like she has there's no real mirror that's held up to her you know she likes to talk about people who aren't qualified or like that shouldn't be in positions or people should work hard for money when she has inherited everything but it's like (laughs) we we know you only because of your dad like Like, what do you think is going on here just I'm just shocked that (laughs) she's considered like a a journal. I mean, I'm mean, use that term very loosely. Yeah, I mean, but, Elizabeth Hassel. But no, but aren't they considered journalists? Uh, the View? Are they journalists, right? I, what would be their profession? Talk show host? I don't know. What, I mean. But, <laughs> like, they're journalists, like, in that realm of profession. And the, 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 the amount of misinformation, ignorance, <laughs> and just, like, blatant lies that this woman spews on national TV every day mm-hmm. is, like, I find, like, 
the antithesis of white privilege because nothing she says is factual. No, it's like. And then she's like, I know these people. Yeah, like, it's I, an, it's all anecdotal. Says, and that. then that applies to the rest of the like, world and everything. And then she like. It's like when she. she acts like she's attacked all the time. <laughs> She's like, are you going to let me speak? Yeah. I was like, bitch, you've been speaking yeah. for 10 minutes. I know. Like, Whoopi's like, go, go ahead, girl. Go ahead. Like, shut up after, please. <laughs> no, but like when she lied about there being protests outside of her building, and this woman from her building tweeted, listen, you're lying. This one, and she was like, "Well, I saw it on the news. I thought you, you thought it was outside. No, that's you fucking it, lied. That's all it takes. I <laughs> thought it was true. I so, so it was. So it was. It was, and and, and we're not going to talk about this anymore because exactly. we don't have to. Exactly. Because I said it. It's fine. Like I can just. We're not even going to talk about this. Let's just move on. Let's move forward. Exactly. You're so hung up on the past. We can't. And just the things that she says about like. Because one, like one minute she was criticizing Trump, and the next minute she's with him and gets it. And like, you have to understand white people. And it's like, do we really have to understand them, really? Because at the end of it, yes, they have economic problems, and they're they have there's a lack of access in. I think white people have to understand white people. But I do think, like, at the end of the day, we can talk about all those socioeconomic issues that they do experience. Mm -hmm. But at the end of it, that's like twenty percent of it. 80% 80% is racism. <laughs> well, it's, it's right. racism. This choice, right? <laughs> like, mean. because their go-to is always like, oh, that fucking, you know, immigrant, that yeah. rapist, that drug dealer. Meanwhile, their people are doing the same shit. But Everybody's doing like, the same yeah, bullshit. It's like, like these takers and mm-hmm. these fucking Mexicans well, these people. I think it's this. easier to blame than to actually, like try and understand why people are in the position that they're in, you know? Yeah. And that's what it does. It'll pit people. I mean, I think it's going to backfire, though, because eventually they will not be the majority. So it's like... Yeah, I mean, they. I mean, they're not already, right? Like, I mean, if we really. I mean, yeah. If you, if we really, I mean, globally, of course. I'm I'm talking specifically in this country, and I want, like, if numbers were actually accurate, then I don't, I don't. Well, they still control everything. You know, they control the narratives and the media. Mm -hmm. You know, we also talked about that too with the Meghan Markle, the narratives around her with the British media and her like. Being angry, yeah, and she's mean. inherently just bad. We can't like her. Yeah. There's no re- like immediately. She's like innately evil. Yeah, and it's biracial. crazy because you know I never heard of Meghan Markle before this. I didn't know. Well, I didn't she even was, know she was American actress. Yeah, I, I had no clue, and I would have never known from this. But inherently, she was terrible. The headlines came out. You know, she's she's straight out of Compton, just That's like right. the movie. she's on some hip hop shit. She's black for real, she's like. Black. We she's not even British black. Uh, how do y'all feel about that? That's what she's <laughs> not even British black. She's fucking American. She's black black. black. Ooh, she's she's, she's like, real. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was that, like, ooh, she's not even Jamaican. Or yeah, something. but the she's, the narrative of her being angry, of her being aggressive, um, making the system long yo, cry. Yes, well, that's their go-to. You know, you know she made cry. Her cry. But they're always crocodile tears, she, and mean, those weren't even real tears. It was her cry. I no, feel like. Megan I mean, cried more. Than yeah, they did. apparently it was the the opposite situation yeah, there. Yeah, of course. But you know, 
But even that is so baffling, that whole story, you know? That that, that would come out as a fucking story, right? That, 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 that they all come in line. Like, what are you... I just don't understand what... I guess... I mean, I'm not British, so I, 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 I don't understand. But what the fuck are you preserving? Uh, I don't <laughs> like, know. The what? PR people were like, this will be great. Because, you know, they have a great relationship with the press, according to, you know... Yeah, but what are they trying to... Pres- I just don't understand what they're trying to preserve. Themselves, who, people in power. looks at this crown and is like, yeah, they are great people? I, I mean, I I guess there are people that are like that, but people are obsessed. I, I remember at our job, like there was a whole like a lunch party. lunch dedicated to to, the to them getting married and people being like, "I'm so excited! I'm watching it tonight." I just yeah, I never was into royal anything. I just don't under to me. It's I guess it's a foreign I mean, concept uh, for me. I think it's just this country's tie to whiteness, like, like honestly, so that preserves it. It has so to be weird that. and like that whole story how. That is even, like, <laughs> a fucking media topic well, about, you know, not having titles and all these. I mean, it's it's insane. I mean, what happened to them is insane. It's not normal. This has never happened. I mean, I'm not going to say it's never happened. I'm sure it's happened. I don't know about we don't it. Know. But, but, but we would never know if it happened you know, in history. <clears throat> in modern day, you know, somebody being denied a title, a royal title, simply because they're they're half. They're going to be like a quarter black. Is <laughs> oh, really that's true. Yeah, but I think it's many factors. I think it's also that she was black American, American. Um, but it's the black, 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 black is yeah. all they hear and see, and like that's the because they've created terrible. a hierarchy of black people too. These white people. You know? Well, of course. I mean, and, like and, and we all abide by like, it too. That's so, like, damn. I mean, I think it's you know. Could we not get an African princess? Or it's it's a you know? bottom of the totem pole mm-hmm. as far as you know society. No, definitely. Yeah. And then there's also situations at work, right? That we've. I mean, about it definitely plays into women. like the average white woman. You know, a place we work. I <laughs> just <laughs> thinking they deserve everything. And again, going against logic and just like proving themselves wrong all the time. Like, I don't know if you remember, there's this woman, um, Kimberly, at our job. And she is one of the rudest people that I've ever met. I mean, like, our job has a terrible culture of just like not, like, people don't, <laughs> you'll walk into an elevator with somebody and like just scowl at them and like, or press <laughs> your true. button and go up. You know, and Very just leave true. and be stank to people. Like ever since I got there, like just horrible. But she really takes the cake because it's like she she works on our floor. <laughs> like you know, she's interacted with people we know. Our lunchroom is like kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and um, you know she she keeps to herself, but she's also like an asshole. Like and she not is. just like passive about it. Like she'll walk by and be like, "Fuck you" with her face, <laughs> never say a word, or like not look, hold open a door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would. It's like, or miserable about everything. She's There's, so miserable. It's always a, a life threatening situation every day. She's exhausted. It's a life threatening. I mean, issue she has kids. She's kids. a mom. She's. Upset. Like she'd be on call with grantees and mm. be like, "Listen, I need to like." My kid is five. She's like, my, "I can't." Uh, my babysitter canceled today, so like, <laughs> I know that you need this, <laughs> but I need to figure this shit out right yeah. now, okay? Because my kids worst. are like, li- their All lives overheard are in conversations, not in real life. But there was one time I actually had a conversation with this woman. 
and I was in the kitchen and I was with a few a few of our colleagues yeah. and we were talking about the healthcare system like and um you know um mortality rates after giving birth and um she walked into the kitchen she was like oh my god yeah I know like I just I just gave birth. <laughs> she's just gave birth and she's like talking about these complications she has. And I'm like, had during her um, pregnancy and labor. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. You know, like she had to have like an emergency C-section and I'm like garnering sympathy for this woman. Like this is fucked up. Like you never want to hear a story like this. And even well, though she's dangerous. been rude, I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> say what you got to say. And then we started getting into a conversation about, like, bedside manner and um, just the care that you and treatment that you get from doctors because, you know, they're smart people. I think there's, like, often a disconnect and, like, also them trying to separate themselves from the emotion yeah. involved with the, the situation. And she was talking about her doctor, and she was like, yeah, and she was black. And she didn't even... Like, you would think that because she was African-American that she would know, she like, would know what I was going through. She and she just, and she was rude to me. And, like, you know, she should know as a black woman. I just, and she kept repeating this. Uh, and, and, yeah, and it's in front of a black woman, myself, and two other women included who decided to respond to her. My initial reaction was fuck blank <laughs> and fuck you. Now I'm pissed off, like... So you know they're suffering, but you're still going to try and blame, even though also, we like, you know, considering where we work, most people are aware where we work. And I think, does she work in public health? No. No, she's in she's human rights, I think. Or, human rights, yeah. I think. Or, or is she in... Anyway, I don't work in any of these spaces, but I do know that black women die um, at much higher rates, yeah. disproportional Disproportional. rates to 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 other women in this country when it when For when sure. when giving birth or people who can get pregnant who are black. Um, and for her to say this, it's just like solidifies the space that they occupy. like you you have to be aware of certain things. and again, I, I like she's not not aware of this fact or. I mean, about this country. It's just she doesn't give a fuck. And it was her. She was in pain. She had it to be treated. That's right. It's always about that. They don't care about anything until it happens to them. And then we have to change the laws. We have to do everything. Now it's a problem that the healthcare system is fucked up that, you know, because she went through it. Yeah. That's true. No mention of of the statistics and the facts that we just spoke no, about. It's, like it's, it's irrelevant. It's her. It. She went it. through it. So that's all. That's all that matters. But yeah, like oh, there yeah. are other people like this, you know, where my God, no, this so yeah. <laughs> no, so you were talking about Kimberly, but this woman also works with us. Um I won't say her name, but she works with us and she I, to me is one of the most out of touch people and like she's the antithesis of this self-identified liberal but is not a liberal at all and I mean her husband reads Breitbart yeah I didn't know that but even just talking to her and hearing her conversations like because she sits near me or she sat near me before you know she sat near me um just out of touch, like, the conversations. Like, I was telling you one time, she was, like, I was, oh, I mean, I was eavesdropping on this conversation. <laughs> she was talking to two other white colleagues. And she was, like, 
that she was in distress because everything with her child is in distress because, you know, only white women have babies and, you know, they're the only ones that struggle. Yeah, and, like, it's, it's not like a thing. Especially hard for them because yeah, they don't like, have babies. <laughs> it's like, it's like they, they're the only ones that know what suffering is when it comes to children and they're the only ones that, you know, know anything. Um, and she was, like, bitching about, like, her getting into an argument with her dad because, like, they weren't going to let the baby go yachting this summer mm, and it's like that's really hard I hate when my baby can't go yeah yachting. she's like and that's like our family tradition and like we go crazy. and they're not gonna let my baby on board like what is that and in my head I'm like what the fuck what kind of conversation is this yes. um, but yeah she has made some outlandish comments mm. all the time I mean that was one of them you know that she wanted a, a cultured uh, you know she wanted her baby to be cultured so he got a Guyanese nanny this story now that she's, you know, this guy, this warrior for the Guyanese yeah. community. She's getting get her nanny and her nanny's friends um, she vaccinated, is, getting them information on how to do it. Hero. So she got to let us know she's an ally for the cause. She is. She's trying to. She is. You know, she she help decrease cases from COVID, yeah. especially within the BIPOC community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's she, her job. She also mentioned so, that, you know, Trump being reelected was going to affect her personally. Yeah. Like, it was like an attack on her if her Trump rights, was reelected. Yeah. A rich white woman from. I really would love to South. know how she how she voted. I think she voted. I think she would vote for Biden because mm-hmm. she's one of those like those like um, centrist Democrats, you know. They're, I they're, mean, she has some radical thoughts in our meeting. <laughs> what? what <laughs> I do share. Uh, I'm, I'm totally joking. She's just an ally. She's there. She's on the front lines. You know, her baby, her and her baby hand out lit. Yeah, of course. On the street for I mean, candidates that they support. Slope. I mean, yeah. Come on. And they're, I mean, this is true democracy. Yeah, like she is. But I, I, I think she's like a centrist, the centrist Democrats who mm. are racist themselves. I mean, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, these people are Trash. racist. These people are racist. Trash. I mean, you know, talk to Michelle Obama about mm. how she was too aggressive mm. talking to Ivy League degrees. Yeah, I know. She's too aggressive talking. <laughs> Trump, is, that, that's acceptable. That's digestible mm-hmm. in American politics. Michelle Obama, a black woman with two Ivy League talking about nutrition. <laughs> White people aren't ready for that in America. <laughs> They're ready for that. So I think she fits into that. You know, to me, she she also, this person from work, plays into like this antithesis white woman complex because also in the space that we work these women these white women have this like entitlement that they're the woke ones and they're yeah. the ones like oh you don't have to tell me I'm, I <laughs> I've know. been through it I, I know like yeah. I know I've been to you know I've been to these places I've seen poverty like all these things you know yeah but and they I, can't see it here I love when people are like yeah I had of to course. go to a, I had of to course. go to a third world they country. I office. can't believe people Remember don't have the guy talking about going to Peru and he's that's when he saw real poverty. True poverty when mm. I was in Peru, like mm. oh, how poor people are. It's like meanwhile, how's the drinking water here? <laughs> exactly. I said, let's go to Flint where people are drinking fucking lead. Mm. Like, come on, like let's. I mean, we could go outside and find a. <laughs> A local homeless person, like what? We can go to the projects where yeah. there's lead-based paint and people don't have heat in the winter yeah. in New York no City. No heat, have to like, use ovens it, or like, you know. Yeah. And I tell the, uh, the I get or living this, with mold. I get into this argument all the time with people from Latin America, 
about like like I'm American. I'm probably don't know real poverty, and that's not true. America hides it better because it's part of our it's part of our brand. Yeah, to be this capitalist like whale of wealth and and resources but poverty exists here just as it exists there yes we don't live in shanty towns and have like aluminum houses right yeah but we have tents on fucking skid row and exactly are, we do know. but we also have projects that it looks nice on the outside but inside there's mold and there's lead and people don't have hot water and people Rats don't have electricity just like vermin and just horrible exactly. living conditions nobody should have to live this but that's way, what i'm people. saying i'm saying it's just america has hid its poverty but Poverty is a real thing when people can't afford a five hundred dollar plane ticket. When mm. most Americans live under twenty four thousand or under yeah. a year, like this, when forty k is living good, exactly. So like that's what like, and that's part of the disconnect in what America's international propaganda. Because mm-hmm. I think the U.S. has propaganda internally that they, you know, for us as citizens. But then there's also propaganda in the international community where people come here and think we're all fucking rich and all like millionaires. Yeah, but I think that that is breaking down. I. Think I mean, Trump Trump, definitely, but it's still there because when you talk to people from Latin America, that's something that is always a thing. Oh, well, yeah, at least it's not poverty like here. And yes, in Latin America, people live in fucking shacks. That is true with no electricity. That exists. What I'm saying is that exists here in a different lens. It exists and that's some people's reality. You know, it's the same thing as I tell people, what does it matter if our GDP is always growing, right? If Black and brown people don't have access to home ownership, don't have access to loans. Mm -hmm. You go to a bank and they're discriminating against you based on your last name, how you look, what education you have. So it exists here. It's just we've packaged it better because it's more insidious, the racism here. And that's the problem. You got to break those down and you got to get international people too to see that this country's full of shit and that this country only benefits a certain group of people. And it does benefit some black and Latin people, but it's those people who conform or are complacent or just, you know, shut up and make your money and don't be too adversarial. Mm-hmm. So like that's the interesting um that's the interesting concept here. And I think like white women are a big part of that in this country. You know? Um and Well yeah, they help to hide it because they do in their position, they could be true allies they could fight for themselves they could they could be on this side yeah but again the the wealth the resources all of that overrides um standing on the side of of quote-unquote good or or with other oppressed people yeah because they can get away with it yeah. Because of their race specifically. Mm-hmm. And their place in it. Like they have. Yep. They do know, have a. It seems like this is their role. Yeah. And they've this been there role. since the inception of the country. Yeah. Since the colonial times. They've been at the right hand of these rich white guys. And they like being there. And they'll never admit it. And not all of them. Of course, we're not. We're not generalizing that it's all of them. No. But this is their role in this country. Yeah. And they play a pivotal role in maintaining the racial status in this country and the racism that exists in this country. Mm-hmm. They do. And yeah, it has to be an active role that they take in order to change anything. Yeah. Otherwise, the needle won't move because the system works in a way that almost seems passive but is very active. It's just a well, yeah, or it's just a well oiled machine. Exactly. Yeah, and, I, and exactly, exactly like you said, you, you can't, or to the outside eye, you can't see it, but it it works, yeah. and and we're all playing a part in it, even if we're not all, you know, 
saying the N-word. Like, exactly. that's, not, that's not how it works. You don't exactly. need something, like, blatant like that to happen. And but that's it's exactly like, what I'm saying. You know, yeah, exactly. The areas where you don't have access to basic human rights that other people may think that we all have, but it, but it's not. It's or not or just here. how your experience is here and that the too, access like, you have. Because, again, they also equate, and I'm talking about people, you know, from the global south when you talk to people about poverty and mm-hmm. racism because it is very different you know it is i agree mm-hmm. it is but in this country we're more civilized about it but it exists here every day for people yeah and everything you do no matter what education you have when you go for when you're in new york looking for an apartment like i've noticed mm-hmm. myself taking my last name out Changes a game changer, and and people, I just put my first name, and I get more responses mm-hmm. than putting my last name. Like this is it, it's it's insidious, and it's mm-hmm. in the system, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's one thing that I think has made the U.S. last so long is that I think the U.S. is a great marketer, yeah. and marketing is its number one superpower. Well, yeah, from the jump, come here, start a new life, do exactly. this new thing, and then exactly. it's like it's still this people still viewed as this exactly. land of opportunity, but. To, to, to a certain group of people. To a certain group of people. And then people don't realize how much race plays into this and how much color plays into yeah. this and how you're perceived. And then that affecting what you can then but, access and go forward. But also a, like a, a contract for these white, these white immigrants that come here, mm. they reinvent their race. Because mm. at ho- in their home in, in Europe, yeah, they, they they're, identify they're like as... at the bottom of the totem mm. pole. Then they come here and they're American white and they're at the top again and then discriminating against others. Mm. And that's a big fact in the history of Italian Americans, of Irish, Irish Americans, Polish, any Eastern European. Like this is it. Armenian, like all these places come here and they're able to oppress other people mm-hmm. and they reinvent themselves and they have well, access that to things. their to race the change. It's the race to the top too, like to get closer to the epitome of yeah. of of whiteness. Exactly. Well America yeah, American whiteness. Yeah. Because back Well, I mean it's yeah. all it's all a lie at yeah. the end of the day. But yes. But, but I think it's different in Europe because I, I do think Europe it's like because again it's like <laughs> It's like the warehouse of white people. <laughs> Not warehouse. <laughs> it's like, you know, their headquarters. They make them at. <laughs> that's where they're made, you know, Europe. So I think it's more like race is even more identified by language and history and mm-hmm. stuff. And they have their own weird uh, racial caste system mm-hmm. that goes on there. But I think that's significant here. You know, like these these immigrants that three or four generations ago were discriminated here, mm-hmm. Italians, Irish, Right, but they assimilate into yeah. this country and they become white or what American white, whatever that is, and then they oppress yeah. and they become. But it's not far off from the origin. Like you know, it's yeah. very hard for me like to separate the two because it's like if that's your origin and then you come here and then assimilate to what yeah. I guess you know. But I do. I I I, 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 what, I know there's a difference. Yeah. I do. I do. I do. Know that, understand that, but it's still like it's still hard for me to. Yeah. No, and I think accept. that, and that's why racism is yeah. hard to end in this country. Mm. Is because it's so embedded in everything mm. here that it's hard to separate things. But I do think that's very fascinating in this country that you can come like that. White people are able to come here and reinvent themselves mm-hmm. and become the oppressor where they were the oppressed in mm. Europe. They've become part of the oppressor class. Yeah. You know? Well, just like. I mean, our topic, white women. Exactly. And that's why I think why I'm talking about this, because I think white women play a 
pivotal role in this in this race, racialization that exists in this country that continues to perpetuate in this country i think white women have a key role in that and i do think that white women are easier to change i think like then if we talk about men. it then the white man like they they're not going to give a power yeah. without violence because that's how they've gotten power well, yeah. they've gotten their power through violence mm-hmm. and the only way they're going to give up their power is through violence mm-hmm. and we have been taught through slavery and colonization as to be submissive and to be complacent in it but when people have had enough as like as like history talks about like oh the slaves were just happy being slaves no. and they were rev- they revolted every fucking day in everywhere they were revolting every day and because uh, enough is enough and after enough is enough, countries became independent. And most countries in Latin America became independent through their slaves. Mm-hmm. Their slaves were a part of their resistance. And that is, um, I think, like, so I do think that white women are easier to get to and, like, could change in a way if we discuss it more or educate people more. Mm-hmm. I don't think white men will change unless their power is taken from them. They're not going to give it up willingly. But I could see white women being more allies with us. Yeah. But I do think like they play a pivotal role in keeping this racial alive. Whatever it is in going. the US, it keeps it alive. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's important this topic and also to talk about um r- white women's role because I do think they they produce harm and it's hard to talk about it with white women because they also are oppressed Absolutely. in their way. Yeah, it's very women, different. Yeah. But it's so it's hard to talk about them being the oppressor in certain ways, but then also they are also oppressed. Absolutely, because by, they can switch sides exactly. and align with. And then you have men like a lot of white men, like I think Trump is the, is the prototype of this American rich white guy. Mm. And like, I mean, Epitome rich. Of mediocrity. Rich, I, I use that term mm. loosely because well, uh, clearly, yeah, as, I know. as Letissa James is finding out, <laughs> he's broke. <laughs> as the record shall. <laughs> but he's rich. We'll say he's rich, you know, yeah. very, very rich, you know, yeah. super rich. He's a fucking thief. Um, so. But they all are, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they all are. Yeah. It's like. I mean, it's, that's another topic. This is part I mean, of the legacy. It's, this is it's, the, it's all like, you know. I try to get into the stock market. And I'm like, this is just like gamble. Like, there's no, I don't, I don't understand what the fuck's <laughs> going on. But maybe that's just my, like, my little Caribbean brain. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't you understand. Can't think that I just far. can't think that, that well, mm-hmm. you know. I don't have enough european blood in Mm -hmm. me but um i think like people like trump white women are oppressed by them like all the things he was saying like and that that exists and i i don't want to discredit that by criticizing them but i also think that they focus on that and completely negate their complacency well yeah it's easier yeah it's it's way easier so that's the the challenge with dealing with them, but I do think that they're pivotal and they have a pivotal role in this country that we live in and this race society that we have, they are a pivotal role in it. And Mm -hmm. I think you see it in that you have Becky's and Karen's, that this is even a pop culture terminology. Yeah. That shows you that this is a problem. It is. And that people, I mean, I think people are realizing it and realizing their privilege and the fact that they do have like a but are they little, really because they fire them and then okay oh well I mean like, we're not talking the bird watching Karen whatever she's a different one because now she she's suing for discrimination she is like you know went and called the cops on this black man for watching birds in fucking Central Park and now she's she lost her job after that mm-hmm. and. Um, 
I, I forgot what kind of suit was was against her. Um, and now she's suing her company. Her job, yeah, for, for firing her. Why? Her ex well, What's the discrimination? Dis- it's discrimination against her because... She's white and a woman. I, I, but she's a woman and she she's was... White. You know, she, and she was in distress. She was scared of a black man watching birds in the park, and they shouldn't have fired her for that. Yeah. Hello, if he was watching birds too, I don't know. Yeah, he was in I mean, I think he was doing something else with his binoculars. <laughs> I mean, and he was in trees. He was in the historical gay part of Central Park where they cruise. So I don't know if he was. Oh, really I, I didn't even know. I know that. that's something that. <laughs> That's something well, that, you know, <laughs> queer folk and LGBTQ people are like, oh, have been pointing out about this story. Were you really bird watching? Were you, doing or were you here? like, whatever. Well, either way, he either was. Way, she's a bitch. <laughs> right. She's a fucking <laughs> asshole. She should have been minding her own motherfucking business yeah, yeah. and not doing this shit. Um, but yeah, I know you're right. They definitely do have a, a role to play in this country. And um, this ideal of us becoming anti racist. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. that is the goal, right? Yeah. Um, but it's it's an active absolutely thing. for all of us to actively work against the system that is so ingrained in all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're a good example of that. And I mm-hmm. think that's why, you know, that's why it's an it's like an everyday action to yeah, be anti racist and to really put. A, a racial lens to everything because in this country everything has a racial lens there's not anything it's, in this country is. that doesn't happen that's not motivated by racism so that's why i think and i think white women are a good example of that and you know we need to push them more and hopefully this does change but I mean, I don't know because they all get fired and it's like, okay, this happens. But this, they're all, they all think this. It's just they got caught on, on, yeah. on camera. But well, they it's all not, I don't this. even know if it's those ones. Like, we're not counting on the Karens to, to change, to change yeah. um, their minds or to help shift the narrative or, and, you know, change society to becoming anti racist. It's not them. It's just calling out those people and, you know, White people being like, yeah, let's fucking call out this person for doing this shit. Like, that's where, that's that's what we have to keep doing. That's what, but, yeah. but their role will be because also it's understanding that you shouldn't be centered in this fight because it's not you being oppressed, but understanding your yeah. role and the power that you do have to affect change and work towards balancing the scales yeah no and it's important to have the dialogue and stuff yeah absolutely. i think it can't be whitewashed no a lot of things are whitewashed here so i think again why their voices can't be they're not the center of it and that's part of them learning and accepting um anti-racism you know, I think we just want to promote a book. So we're just going to do a quick promo of How to Be an Anti-Racist by um, Ibram X. Kendi. Um, sounds like what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he goes through his, you know, his yeah. his life and his experiences in... in um, Maryland. In Maryland and actually understanding the role that he even plays even as a black man in in perpetuating racism in this country. So um, we just want to promote that and 
offer this to you all. Um, yeah, it's I think a good read and go ahead. Yeah, go no, ahead. I think it's a good read because um, again, what we were just talking about that in this country and in any Western country or when we talk about anything and how we're taught. There's a racial motivation there. So this book talks about how even as as people of color, you have to actively be anti-racist mm-hmm. and actively put a racial lens to everything that we that that we're seeing, that we're put in our propaganda. Everything that we see in this country, we have to see it from a racial lens because everything has a racial lens. Yeah, and that's, that's what the book talks about. And he also talks about his experience being from Maryland. And what he has experienced in life and how he had his own awakening and being like, oh, my God, I, too, have played ra- into this, this played yeah. into it. Because, again, it's a brainwash because since you're in kindergarten, the way we they t- teach us history, the way they teach us everything about this country, the freedom, all these things, racism plays a role. So I think it's a really good read if you really want to get involved in this anti-racism, you know, field and really mm-hmm. want to help promote anti-racist practice and really transform this country into a c- country that's equitable you know, a country that's inclusive of mm-hmm. all people and diverse. So that's why we thought it would be an interesting book and it played into this topic. Absolutely. Thank you all for joining us. Yeah, thank you for joining us. <laughs>